Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Carl Blomsterval. Carl Blomsterval is CEO at Nibiru Software, the Web3 developer behind the strategy game Planet IX, currently the largest game on Polygon and top five largest game across all chains with 80,000 monthly active users. Prior to joining Nibiru Software, Carl had a long career as an investment banker focused exclusively on the technology sector. Well, good afternoon, Carl. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much. Glad to be on the podcast. Absolutely. And I appreciate you making the time. I know we traverse these time zones. You're currently in Stockholm, Sweden. So I appreciate you traversing the world virtually, right? And jumping on this podcast. I think it's amazing that I get to meet people from all around the world every single day. So that's awesome. So thank you for the opportunity as well. And Carl, we're going to jump right into these questions. We got some cool things to talk about today around blockchain and gaming, which I just love this stuff here. Carl, you've got quite the career in finance. You were a senior executive and now the CEO of Nibiru Software. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. I think I don't think there's a you know one specific personality trait that is sort of a silver bullet for a successful career. Before joining Nibiru as the CEO, I worked for different advisory businesses, partially as a management consultant, but then also as an investment banker for uh, a little bit more than ten years. And um, and I think those traits are a little bit different than what what I'm doing right now. That being said, I think there are some things that you know always works. You know, building and maintaining relationships for example and in my past in my past career that was you know geared towards clients but now it's more towards employees making sure you know you surround yourself with great people is key to succeed i think for my sake also when joining the builders i've always been a gamer at heart i've always played computer games so you know finding something that sort of intersects with your personal life is, is also beneficial and gaming was the trick for me and then lastly i think you know, especially if you want to embark on a, an entrepreneurial journey is uh, is being able and being comfortable taking risk. And, um, you know, especially as the CEO, you you make a lot of decisions that it really, really impacts the business. So you need to be able to take, a, you know, a calculated risk and then live and abide with your decisions. I think those are some of the traits that I see myself and, and also from other successful uh, entrepreneurs that I, uh, that I work with or that I have in my near and around me. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think everybody has some sort of pastime. Uh, I would say if if you grew up in the 80s or 90s, you absolutely were part of that gaming era or kind of just that environment. I think everybody has kind of jumped in at some point. So I appreciate the share. Carl, we're going to jump in here and ask a couple of questions. Talk to us first about blockchain and gaming. I think that's unique here and how you're helping players earn rewards with their ownership and engagement. And then once you talk about that a little bit, if you could maybe just briefly go into your platform or your game, Planet IX. Yeah, happy to. So I think GameFi or play to earn or blockchain games, you know, these are different things, but, but fall under the same category, I would say. They're still very much in their infancy, but the main differentiator with traditional games is, is as you mentioned, true ownership of all assets which means that any asset that a user acquires or earns or, you know, are transferred to is theirs. And, and the game developer can never interact or can never interfere with that. So 
If we take our game, for example, we, we have a, a number of, of in-game assets, one being a drone, for example. So if one user sends another user a drone, that user can is, is basically able to um, completely freely do whatever they want with that asset. So they could resell it, they could transfer it, they could leverage it in the game. And, and we as a game developer have no chance of impacting that. And I think that's sort of, that's the main differentiator. What this means is that it opens up completely new ways to engage and, and interact and, and play games. So while traditionally, the only reason, more or less, for playing a game was for the joy of it, or, or you thought that the game was funny. And that still holds true for Web3 games or blockchain games, but it also adds on new aspects. So apart from the users that play our game for just the joy of it, we also have users to play to speculate in the assets. So they purchase an asset and with the anticipation or, or you know, hope that, that that asset would appreciate the value or depreciate depending on your strategy. And then we also have a third category of players, which are players that basically categorize this as a job. They play the game, they farm for assets that they sell. This became big in the, with, with the rise of, of Axie Infinity or the play-to-earn models. And this has really sort of really hit off. You know, compared to only playing the game for the fun of it, you have all these different types of business models and player types that are enabled by true ownership. Maybe one thing, though, is there is sort of... Um, around the, the sort of the, the ownership it's not a it's not a silver bullet for gaming so there are a lot of web3 games out there which essentially think that you know if you're sticking a, a blockchain product or blockchain protocol on the game it will be much much better and that's really not the case so for us it's it's really really important that the game is still engaging and fun to play so we are I think across our player base, each player spends more than 60 minutes a day playing the game, which is you know very, very high. And we have gotten there by spending a lot of time and resources on you know creating lore, building a story, making sure that we launch game features that engage and triggers the players. Uh, you know, different types of raffles, randomization, just to ensure that the game is also in its heart and in its core fun to play. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. And, you know, like you, I did spend some time in the gaming world. My son was actually a professional esports player, by the way. But what's really cool is, you know, there were been a lot of games, platforms like World of Warcraft, EverQuest, others, where players wanted to sell their characters and uh, they were actually um, forbidden and they lost their rights to the game or access to the game if they were trying to sell their. And what's really cool about this, I love that you give this freedom to the players to do what they want with the game. And I think that's so amazing about this new blockchain ecosystem that we're building in and you've jumped in from the gaming aspect. So I appreciate the share. I think this is totally awesome. There is a legend. I'm, I'm not sure if it's true, but the legend goes that the, the whole world of Warcraft gold farming, when they stopped that, that was one of the reasons that Vitalik founded the Ethereum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I heard that somewhere as well. I appreciate that. So Carl, yeah. uh, we're a tech platform. So talk to us a little bit. I know you're obviously leveraging some new or emerging technologies in your business there with the gaming. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today? That's really what makes my job and this team's job so, so interesting. We are, you know, we're continuously breaking new ground. There's no blueprint on smart contracts, even though there's a lot of development going on in the space. You know, we're truly at the forefront. That coupled with, you know, new marketing models and new business models makes this journey so extremely interesting. 
actually fun that you mentioned esports because one of the things that we are now developing, and I would I dare to say that we're probably going to be the first and leading in this, is a new esport contract. So last year we did a merge or a launch together with an NFT company called Arcade NFT. They have been on their end developing a fully on-chain esport protocol or contract, which essentially means that you know everything from prize pools to dictating the winner to distributing funds, everything will be done automatically and on-chain. And, and uh, we are planning to launch this uh, later this year. And I think that will be definitely groundbreaking in terms of technology that we have developed. And then, of course, I mean, we are, you know, we are in the forefront of, of technology. So another thing we're working a lot on is collaborations. We have a deep collaboration with a company called Chainlink, which essentially ensures that all our random features are random and stored on-chain. We are working with you know, Superfluid to build up basically on-chain payment system, which essentially means that you have fluid payments throughout the platform. So we have a lot of these cool collaborations. And then I think, you know, without sounding like a broken record, I, I think you know, one must also talk a little bit about the chat GPT you know, will significantly disrupt the, you know, the technology sector in, in a lot of ways. And I think companies that, that are not absorbing or, or, or leveraging this technology will fall behind. And, and for us, you know, we, we are planning to use it for, for our lore uh, to make sure that we have individual, you know, communications and, and dialogues between different users and the NPCs, but also for, you know, support chat and later on when it's developed also for coding. I think those are some of the technology things that, that we are working on to ensure that we you know, stay in the lead. Thank you, Carl, for sharing. I appreciate that. Carl, switching gears here, we want to ask one last question here. If you could briefly just share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to get into the space of either technology or blockchain. Yeah, happy to. Myself, I really, I've had my, my co-founder, he's been in, in the blockchain space for eight plus years or so. So he's always tried to, to get me over. He successfully did so in around four years ago. And since then, my life has more and more revolved around blockchain. So that's what I'm sort of in this question. That's what I'm, that's what I'm focusing on. And I think one misconception, which is also, you know, often said by non-blockchain believers, is that blockchain is sort of a capitalism steroids. So, so there's a lot of money grabs out there. People really don't do it for the right reasons. And while that is true, that there is, there is still a lot of you know, fraudulent behavior, I think what's really important and becomes more and more important in the space now is that the successful founders, the successful teams, and the successful products, they're sharing the ethos of crypto. So, you know, looking at the current world, are you satisfied with the monetary system? Are you satisfied with the way that your ownership works? Is the financial freedom, is, is banking available for everyone? I think successful people in the, in the crypto space now are really they're starting to look at it from an ideological perspective and say like, these are the things that we need to change. And if you have that perspective rather than, you know, a monetary or getting rich type of perspective, then it's much, much easier to put in the hours. You're much, much more likely to do the research and, and you know, never give up. So that's one thing that is super important. And then of course, find something you love. Albeit blockchain being 
an early technology with 13 years or so, there are still so many verticals. Are you more prone to find a solution than you want to optimize within infrastructure? Or are you more accustomed to different social uh, applications? Or, or is gaming the thing for you? You know, find the vertical that you like and, and, and find the blockchain angle for that. I think that's, that's the trick. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate you sharing that. We've got a lot of people in our audience that, uh, you know, are gamers, are technologists, physicians. We've got all types, but they're very interested in this type of technology. So this is awesome. And I really do appreciate the share on that. And Carl, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. It was great being on. Bye for now. Bye for now.